Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. If you're uh, listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please go rate it and review it. Maybe you can do that on other podcast platforms as well. If you're watching this on YouTube, click the click the little thumbs up thing. Maybe write a comment. Maybe share it. Uh, you can share it on all the other places, the Apple Podcasts, the Spotify, Stitcher, Google, any other podcast thing. You can share it so other people can learn about this podcast. Subscribe to it. If you want to follow this show on social media and see some pictures that I post with maybe slightly silly captions, you can go to at DictionaryPod. That's Instagram and Twitter. There's also a Facebook page if you prefer the Facebook. Uh, What else? There is an email address, DictionaryPod at gmail.com. You can email me with just whatever you want to say. There is a Google Voice number, 917-727-5757. Call it and leave a message. I would like to hear it. Uh, The theme songs were done by Jonah and Tom, so I just want to give them a shout-out every once in a while. They made some good songs. You can join this show's Patreon. Well, it's my Patreon. And then, you know, really all I'm doing is this show, this podcast, this thing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and you can, um, you know, $1 a month will get you early episodes. $5 a month will also get you exclusives. Like when there's a guest on, sometimes there's going to be a video component. So you can see that. Like yesterday's episode with Sarah Dysack. We talked about a lot of fun things. Uh, there uh, there would be, there's, there's, there's going to be a video portion of that on Patreon. Uh, there is a T public link in the show notes if you want to buy merchandise for this show because don't you? Don't you want to do that? All right, I think I said enough intro y chitter chatter stuff. It is now time to talk about the words. The first word in this episode is dill. D I L L. Noun from before the 12th century. 1A. Any of several plants of the carrot family, especially a European herb with aromatic foliage and seeds, both of which are used in flavoring foods and especially pickles. Yeah, haven't you heard of dill pickles before? Dill, dill, uh, Sharon loves the dill flavoring. We don't really have a lot of it, uh, but every once in a while we'll throw in a little dill on something. Uh, you can grow this stuff. I think it's pretty easy to just grow, maybe even on a windowsill, so you can have some some fresh, home-picked, home-grown dill. Now, it says that the foliage, like the leaves, and the seeds are both used in the flavoring of foods. I'm not entirely sure if they're different. What? When would you use one over the other? Maybe we will have to put a link in the show notes for just dill in general. You know, it probably talks about all this stuff. The species name of the European herb is Anenthum graviolens. And I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Uh, maybe I maybe I should probably get some dill pickles. I haven't had any dill pickles in a while. I don't eat pickles too often. Dill. Some people love it. Some people hate it. 1B is just the foliage of dill is called dill. The leaves, the things that you pull off to season with dill. And then number two, the synonym is just dill pickle. Sometimes people just call them dill. 
What's up, dill? I'm gonna eat you. You used to be a cucumber. Dilled is an adjective. Probably something that is flavored with dill. It has been dilled. Hmm. This is from the Old High German Tilly, which means dill. And that's it. That's, there's no more fun etymology. All right. I think this sound effect will be... Hmm. Do I want to do that or do I want to do that? Well, maybe we'll change it up. We're, it's going to be... We're going to start off with... <laughs> that wasn't exactly what I wanted to do, but it was close enough. The next word is dill pickle. Two words. Noun from 1904. It is a pickle seasoned with fresh dill. It has to be fresh. It can't be canned or frozen dill. It must be fresh. Uh, I've never made pickles before. I think that you you take the cucumbers and you put them in, what, vinegar, I think, for a while, and then you can put in other flavors. So my assumption, my assumption is that you just put the cucumber in the vinegar or whatever liquid you need, and then you just throw in the dill. And so gradually, like now, do you have to grind it up? Do you have to put it on the cucumber first? I'm not sure. But uh, it's you, 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 whatever flavors you want. Maybe you can make like peanut butter flavored pickles, and you can put some of that peanut butter powder in the vinegar. I don't think that would taste very good. But, you know... Maybe you want to try it and let me know how it is. <laughs> the next word is dillweed. Two words, noun from 1933. This synonym is the number one definition for the word dill, which was, you know, it's the plant of the carrot family. It's the European herb. And uh, I, I heard this. I think the first time I heard dillweed was from Beavis and Butthead. We would hear it on that cartoon, and then I think I saw, either at the grocery store or in somebody's house, it's an actual thing. It's a seasoning that you can put on things, dillweed. And I didn't know because I was young and dumb. Young and dumb, just like Beavis and Butthead. But it is a pretty funny uh, thing to call somebody. Yeah, you're, you're such a dillweed. <laughs> the next word is dilly. D-I-L-L-Y, noun from 1935, one that is remarkable or outstanding, as in, had a dilly of a storm. Really? I've never heard this. There's another example. For a practical joke, that was a dilly. What, what an amazing, remarkable, or outstanding practical joke or storm I think this is definitely a word that we need to bring back. Why don't we use this anymore? Um, let's see. It says it's from the obsolete word dilly, which is an uh, means delightful. I don't know if that means adjective. I don't think it does. Uh, it means delightful, or perhaps by shortening an alternating of delightful. Oh, that's the same word. So uh, a dilly, a dilly is from delightful, which I guess kind of makes sense. I could definitely see people people saying that. It does seem like maybe it's more of a British word. Um, so uh, if you are uh, British from Australia, New Zealand, any one of those Commonwealth places, and you say dilly, let me know. Or if you don't, let me know. Dilly. I do. I think we should bring this back. 
this is a dilly of a podcast. Sorry if that was disrespectful in any way. You know I don't ever mean to be disrespectful. It just comes out and I just want to have fun saying some silly things. The next word. (laughs) We're just going to do a weird laugh. Dilly bag. Two words. Noun from 1867. This is an Australian mesh bag made of native fibers. Native fibers, so those must be fibers that you can find natively. I don't know why they would get other other fibers. You got to use what's there. This is from the Australian Aboriginal language of Queensland, which is called Yagara. It's either Yagara or Yagara or Yagara. I don't know how to say it. Um, and it, their word is dilly, D-I-L-I, which just means coarse grass or fiber bag. So their bag, they probably just called it a dilly, but then, you know, we we more English-speaking people, especially in America, we're, we needed the word bag to be added on, which is kind of funny. It's kind of like chai tea. Chai already means tea, and it looks like dilly already means bag, so you're kind of saying bag bag when you say dilly bag. I feel like uh, we should put a link in the show notes for dilly bag and also p- put a put a picture, put a picture on the social media for dilly bag so you can see what it looks like. Because I know I'm curious. The next word. <laughs> dilly dally is next. It is an intransitive verb from 1741 and it is to waste time by loitering or delaying. And the synonym is dawdle, which we uh, we had a long time ago. Dawdle, way back in the D-A section. Uh, yep, dilly, dilly daddle dot, dilly daddy, nope, dilly, dilly dally dawdle, dilly. Oh, what, what did I, my mistake of that reminded me of uh, what, the Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> There's a character, what is his name? It's like Baby Billy. I think it's Baby Billy. And even though he's like in his 60s or 70s, they still call him Baby Billy. Uh, it's, it's just so very silly. Silly Sally Dilly Dally. The next word. <laughs> Diltiazem. Diltiazem. D-I-L-T-I-A-Z-E-M. Noun from 1975. This is a calcium channel blocker, C22H26NO, no, N2O4S, used especially in the form of its hydrochloride as a coronary vasodilator. So it's going to go in there into the, into the heart vessely things, and it's going to uh, dilate them so they get bigger so the, f- the blood can flow better, I guess, I think, I hope. And, uh, you know, if maybe some people are uh, maybe not so healthy or maybe they're old, maybe they don't have the best diet, uh, their, their veins and arteries might get constricted. And so I guess you need some diltiazem to, to help, help the blood flow. This is from, the D-I-L is from dilator. So that's the first part of the word, dilator. And then they took the, what did they take? The T and then the I-A-Z-E, 
the T-I-A-Z-E from benzothiazepine, benzothiazepine uh, which is a tricyclic compound structurally similar to benzodiazepine, and then they put an M at the end, like in diazepam. You needed you need the M at the end to really just you know round out the whole thing. The next word, <laughs> diluent, diluent, diluent. Um, this this is a noun. From circa 1721, a diluting agent, that's the whole definition. It's just anything, uh, an agent that dilutes. But the example is the vehicle in a medicinal preparation. The vehicle in a medicinal preparation. So is that the thing that, um, so it's, mm, it's the thing that has the, the diluting stuff. I don't know. I don't know. You, you can't ask me because I don't know. It's basically just a thing that helps to dilute or will dilute things. The diluent. <laughs> the next word is dilute. Or just dilute. First form, verb from circa 1555. 1555. Uh, I believe it is only transitive. Number one. The synonym is attenuate attenuate so you got to go back to attenuate to look up what that means number two for dilute to make thinner or more liquid uh, or what no i'm skipping a line to make thinner or more liquid by admixture as in diluted wine so if maybe you're putting some water in a thing uh, then you are, um, you're diluting it. I don't know why you'd want to dilute wine, but some people don't like maybe the taste or how strong it is. So they want to dilute wine. Some people put ice in wine. Uh, that will slowly dilute it. Maybe you have a, a gravy or some sort of uh, thing you're cooking up and it's too thick. Maybe you put in too much flour or something. So now you, you got to put in some liquid or water, some sort of liquid to dilute it and make it thinner. Because, you know, maybe gravy, you don't want it to be clumpy. You want it to flow, not too easily, just flow the right amount. Number three, to diminish the strength, flavor, or brilliance of by admixture. So you're mixing things in. The example is dilute a color. So the, the strength or the flavor or the brilliance of the color has been diluted. In this case, it's probably the brilliance or strength when we're talking about colors. So paint. Um, you could put water in the paint. That's going to dilute it, make it thinner, make it um, maybe maybe more, more transparent, uh, maybe lighter, maybe just more flowy. Depends on the paint. I don't know. I don't do the stuff with the paints, but that's one thing you can do. I don't know if you were to put it put white in with a color. I don't know if that would be considered diluting it. Although depending on who you are, you might. Cause you know that would that would diminish the strength or the brilliance of it. Probably, it's going to make it lighter, less saturated. Number four, to decrease the per share value of by increasing the total number of shares. And the example of what all of this is, is common stock. 
So if you don't want the shares to be valued as much as they are now, then you would just make more shares. So then all the shares are worth less. You're diluting the overall value. You know, if you've got, if your value is 100 and you've got 10 shares out there, they're each worth $10, uh, $100, that's what I meant to say. Uh, but then if you want to dilute them and you want them to be worth half as much, you're going to add in 10 more shares. So you got 20 shares. So now, now they're all worth $5. I hope that was correct and simple. Diluter, spelled with an E-R or an O-R, that is a noun, and dilutive is an adjective. This is from the Latin diluere, which means to wash away or dilute, from di plus lawere, which means to wash, and there is more at the word lie, L-Y-E, which I think is used to make soap, which you can wash things. And then you wash them away and dilute them. Next. <laughs> Second form of dilute. Adjective from 1605. The synonyms are weak and diluted. And diluteness is a noun. So if something is diluted, it can just be called dilute. <laughs> Dilution is next. D-I-L-U-T-I-O-N, noun from 1646. One, the action of diluting and the state of being diluted is dilution. Your gravy is in a state. It's, uh, it's in dilution. Maybe your paint, maybe your wine. Your, your stocks have been, they're in dilution. Number two, something as a solution that is diluted. So the thing can also just be called the dilution because it's diluted. Three, a lessening of real value as of equity by a decrease in relative worth, specifically a decrease of per share value of common stock by an increase in the total number of shares. So, yeah, it sounds like it's similar to uh, what we had in the previous word, uh, the, the first form of dilute. Um, but then they're talking about equity, the decrease in relative worth. So, yeah, as as the overall worth goes down, then the the, the value goes down. That's what happens. Wow, Spencer, that was a great des description of that. Let's move on to the next word. <laughs> Diluvial. Uh, or it can be diluvian. Diluvian, diluvial. With an L or an N at the end. Adjective from circa 1656 of relating to or brought about by a flood. This is from the Latin diluvium, which means deluge. And there's more at the word deluge or deluge. And uh, yeah, it's just all about just a bunch, a bunch of water. A whole ton of water is a deluge. And uh, it's interesting how the spelling got changed so much. Deluge is D-E-L-U-G-E. -E, and diluvial is just D-I. 
Why would you change the letter there? D-I-L-U-V-I-A-L. Could it be delugial? I guess they didn't like that word. Something about a flood is deluvial or deluvian. That was the last D-I-L word. Here we go with... (laughs) The first of the D-I-M words, which is just the word dim. First form, adjective from before the 12th century. 1A, emitting or having a limited or insufficient amount of light, as in dim stars, also as in a dim lamp, also as in again, a dim hallway. When I record this, uh, when I'm at home, I usually sit on my bed and uh, I have the light the light on in the ceiling and I have a lamp on next to the bed. Um, and if it's, if it's not light out, um, it's a little hard to see. It's a little dim in that room. Um, so I have to either record during the day where some light can come in through the window or maybe get extra light. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's not like it stops me, but it's not as much light as I would like. That's also partly because I'm getting old and my eyes and brain are getting dim. Oh, that reminds me, I have to go pick up my glasses. Maybe I can do that today. 1B for dim. The synonyms are dull and lusterless, as in dim colors. Oh, so those colors are so dull. They have no luster to speak of. They're not saturated. They're dim. 1C. Lacking pronounced, clear-cut, or vigorous quality or character, as in a dim echo of the past. What? What is that? Maybe it's a person. They, 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 they're not pronounced. They're not clear-cut. It's not vigorous. Uh, it's more poetic thing. I don't know if there's something that's literally a dim echo of the past. 2A. Seen indistinctly. As in, a dim outline. Maybe if you see a ghost, some sort of spirit walking through your place where you live, it will have a dim outline. It's kind of a fuzzy outline. It's, it's indistinct. Uh, and, and maybe you can even see through it, which would also kind of make it dim. It's not bright and brilliant. To be... Perceived by the senses or mind indistinctly or weakly, and the synonym is faint, as in, had only a dim notion of what was going on. That sounds like me all the time. To see, having little prospect of favorable result or outcome, as in, a dim future. Your chances of of things being favorable in the future are not very good. Why? Who would you be saying this about? It's probably not a person, but it could be. Um, I mean, I guess, oh, this is very depressing, but I guess if there's a little baby who's very sick, they may have a dim future because maybe the chances of them surviving are not very good. I'm sorry, that was just the first example I could think of. Spencer, why are you talking about dead babies? Let's move on to 2D characterized by an unfavorable, skeptical, or pessimistic attitude. This is usually used in the phrase, take a dim view of. Um, 
So yeah, this is when your 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 view of a thing is not very good. You're being very pessimistic, uh, maybe about a future. Maybe if I said this podcast's future is dim, I'm being very pessimistic. But can you please prove me wrong that this podcast's future is dim? Let's not be skeptical, skeptical or pessimistic. Let's be optimistic. I'm also just being realistic. Number three, not perceiving clearly and distinctly, as in dim eyes. They have a hard time seeing things clearly. They could be fuzzy. They could be literally just darker. Um, Those are the two options I can think of. Fuzzy, blurry, dark. Maybe, Maybe there's even double. Number four, this synonym is dim-witted. Your wits are not so bright. Your wits are dim. You, you, they're not. They're not working so good. You weren't. You don't have wit. You have a dim wit. Dimly is an adverb. Dimmable is an adjective. That's like for a lamp or a lights. You can dim it. You need to have a special light bulb, and you need to have a special switch that you can turn, and um, and then it's dimmable. Dimness is a noun. This is from the Old High German timber, which means dark. So, yeah, it's just if the thing is is dark in some way, all those different ways. There are This is a very versatile word. We see these every once in a while. This is no exception. Dim. Uh, this is totally unrelated, but uh, when I was a kid, well, it was either me or my cousin. I think it was mostly my cousin, but I probably said it too. Because uh, we were so young... My dad's name is Jim, and of course you heard him at the very beginning of the D's here in this podcast. Uh, we couldn't say the, the J sound so well, so it came out like dim. And there was some, some time when I was sort of locked out of the house and I was knocking and I said, Ding dong, dim, let me in. And so and every time I hear the word dim, I think of my dad. Uh, the next word. <laughs> The second form of dim. This is a verb from before the 12th century. We are starting with transitive. One, to make dim or lusterless. Two, to reduce the light from. It's too bright. Let's dim it. Dim it down. I don't want so much light. Dim. Do the dimming. Oh, good. It has been dimmed. Intransitive verb is just to become dim. So if you want, uh, if you're if you're going to lower the lights, you are dimming. You are doing the dimming. But if you are the light, and somebody comes and dims you, then you have become dim, and that's intransitive. The action is taking, uh, is happening to you. Without your control. What if the light didn't want to be dim? I want to be a bright light. No, you will be dim. Ha 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 ha. The next word is the third form of dim, noun from the 14th century. Number one is archaic, and the synonyms are dusk and dimness. And then number two, the synonym is low beam, which is probably about your headlights in your car. There's the high beams and the low beams, although I don't think we usually call them the low beams. They're just the standard beams, but I guess you could call them the dim the dims, the dim beam. It's like Jim Beam, Dim Beam. Hmm. But they're not 
is it that they're dimmer or that they're, yeah, I guess maybe they're technically dimmer. What is actually happening when you put on your bright lights, your high beams? Is it just adding more light to the light, to the light bulbs that are already there? I don't even know. I should probably know this. The next word, it's the last word. It's the same word that we've been reading for the last five minutes. <laughs> it's the fourth form of dim. Abbreviation for one, dimension. Two, diminished. Three, diminuendo. And four, diminutive. And, uh, yep, those are all words we're going to come to soon in the next two or three episodes. All right. Should we reread the words real quick? Just real quick? All right. We had today dill, dill pickle, dill weed, dilly, dilly bag, dilly dally, diltiazem, diluent, dilute, dilute, dilution, diluvial, Dim 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 All right, I gotta pick one of these, don't I? Well, dillweed is just a funny thing to say, sort of. Um, let's see, dill pickles are tasty. Dilly, I did not know this word. This is um anything that's remarkable or outstanding is dilly. It is a dilly, a dilly of a storm, a dilly practical joke. This dilly podcast. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Dilly dally. I do. I just love that word, that phrase, just to put the, that thing all together. Dilly dally. It's fun to say. And I think we all enjoy a little dilly dally now and then. Uh, anything else? No, no, not really. Um, I think, I think, I think, I think I'm going to have to pick just dilly. D-I-L-L-Y as the word of the episode. Because why not? Um, yeah, let's sing a song that goes something like, This podcast is a real dilly. This podcast is a dilly. We don't dilly-dally on this podcast. We chug right through the words. It's a dilly. Dilly, 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 dilly. Yep, that's it. That's what you get. You regular listeners know what this is all about. That's the end of that part. Um, and I, I think that's, I think that's good. It was just very satisfying. Uh, let's see. I will briefly tell you maybe a couple other movies that we've been watching because I like to do that sometimes. Maybe you care, maybe you don't. I don't know. Tell me what you think in the sh- in the in the. You can email me. I don't even remember where I left left off on this list. Um, I think I said I saw Wakanda Forever, Violent Night. Yeah, I think I mentioned that. Christmas Carol. I think I mentioned that. Uh, Lightyear. I just I finally saw Lightyear, and uh, you know it's just your very good standard Pixar movie with with good hard to good characters great animation it's beautiful to look at and heartwarming and you know how can you not like it if you don't like toys if you if you like toy story i think you're probably gonna like it um a couple questions about it uh so i they say that it's supposed it's the movie that andy saw and fell in love with which is the reason why he wanted the lightyear toy um so is it is it an animated movie in the world of Toy Story? I assume it is because it's kind of too hard to make it live action. I mean, they probably could have. These are the questions that I ask. I don't know why I think about this. And then at the end, there was something about 
um, the guy the guy told them a uh, spoiler alert maybe I don't know. He was like, "Hey, it's just the it's the epilogue to the movie." He's like, "Hey, there's a some there's something out there in the radar. Go check it out before they come attack us." But my question is, did they know that they were going to attack Buzz Lightyear and his people, or are they now going out on a mission to destroy somebody that they don't know anything about? Are they now the bad guys? Is that what we're meant to believe? I don't know. It's not very Star Trek of them, not that it's related to Star Trek in any way, but Star Trek is more about discovery and and less about, like, let's just kill everybody. I don't know. That was just the thought that I had at the end of that movie. Um, Christmas, Bloody Christmas. Uh, this is um, made by the same guy who made VFW. This is a horror movie, if you couldn't tell from the title. Um, it's very colorful and... It's about a Santa robot that sort of comes to life and kills a bunch of people. And it's just a whole lot of fun if you're into that sort of thing. So Christmas, bloody Christmas. It's on Shudder. All right, we have talked enough. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye. Goodbye.